This episode is brought to you by me. Go buy us. Go buy our stuff. I mean, it's 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 very easy. Just go to tpublic.com slash user slash the game managers podcast, and, and we got stuff. We got you. You like t-shirts? You probably do. We got t-shirts. You like hoodies? Yeah. I mean, we got those too. So go to the store. They're soft. They're nice. The link is in the bio. Buy them. Buy them. Buy them. I mean, it's Christmas time. You probably haven't bought all your gifts. You know what? You, this would be a perfect gift. Will it be here before Christmas? I, I don't know, but maybe if you paid the shipping or something. I, just go buy them, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. Thanks. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a You're as cuddly as a cactus And as charming as an eel Mr. Grinch You're a bad banana with a Greasy black peel Hello everybody and welcome to a holiday special episode of the Game Managers Podcast, where we talk Alabama and Auburn and SEC football and Christmas every week. Every week we talk about Christmas, is that right? No, that's not right. My name is Nick Norris, I'm a sports writer for a few websites, and with me is my great friend, Alabama fan Aaron Patterson. Hello. And Auburn fan, Justin Knight. Merry Christmas, everybody! Can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, Justin's not here this week, he, uh, he doesn't like Christmas. He's uh he's a Grinch. Yeah, he doesn't believe in uh in the Christmas season. He thinks it's a waste of time. So, uh, he's he boycotted this episode. He's actually in Baton Rouge this week. <laughs> yeah, somebody sold him tickets to the Alabama LSU game again. <laughs> somebody yeah. sold him tickets to the UAB game. He's down. He's down there in Baton Rouge. I'm pretty sure that's in New Orleans. I can't remember where the UAB uh, game was. I got it right here, and I can tell you right now. It was yes the R and L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Yeah, well, he's he's down there this weekend watching uh, Appalachian State. <laughs> uh, I don't remember where Justin's at, but he's not here, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Listen, he's the weakest part of the show by far. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, well, Aaron, we've got um, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Like what? <laughs> I uh, like my Christmas list, what I, what I want you to get me. Okay, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, okay. Well, um, actually, I think we should start out with, can you believe we're already eight games into the bowl season? Uh, I really wasn't paying attention then, because I've only picked for like two. <laughs> Good. Well, then you're far behind. We've already awesome. seen We've already seen Buffalo beat Charlotte in the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Kent State upset Utah State in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Wow, I did not see this one. Yeah, Appalachian State took care of uh, UAB, of course. Yeah, I mean, I saw that one. Thirty-one seventeen. Washington upset Boise. That's what I have not seen. Thirty-eight to seven. I thought Washington could play with them, but I was not expecting thirty-eight to seven. Yeah, they they handled it in the Mitsubishi Motors <laughs> Las Vegas Bowl. Can you say that again? No, Boise <laughs> State was twelve and one going into this game. Washington was seven and five, and Washington thumped them. So that's what I love about the bowl season: is these smaller teams are always more excited to play in these games, and it makes for some upsets sometimes. Uh, San Diego State beat Central Michigan forty-eight to eleven in the New Mexico Bowl. Man, I'm doing awful. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go to the rankings here in a second. 
Florida Atlantic without head coach Lane Kiffin still won over SMU 52-28 in the Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl. Arkansas State beat Florida International. That one hurt me because I'm a big FIU fan. 34-26 in the Camellia Bowl. Big one, are you? <laughs> okay. And then finally, Liberty yeah. beating Georgia Southern 23-16 in the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. I think out of the picks we made, I have like three wins. Well, I'm about to check that up. Our next one is Monday. That's the Bad Boy Motors Gasparilla Bowl, UCF versus Marshall. But uh, for all those that joined the Saucy Lamb Fan Club Capital One Bowl Mania group, thank you very much. It's going to be a, a fun ride. Justin is in the lead, tied with Roll Tide anyway, with six total wins. ESPN Fan 411 is number three. ESPN Fan 309 is tied with me and Aaron, which is Texas is back for the fourth spot. And then ESPN fan 990 and Jones tied for seventh there. So we got a, a good little group. And, Texas uh, is back is a good name, and I like Roll Tide anyways the best. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that is, but that's a good that's a good one. Uh, yeah, so not not a great start for me and Aaron so far. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. Well, Aaron, how about we get this show off to a great start, though, with a little Twitter news. Twitter news! Playoffs? Let's talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. First one's by Saturday Down South, and it has a picture of some lady. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, his wife, but it has a lady, Santa Claus, and then it has, um, I just went blank Dabo. on his name. Yeah, Dabo Sweeney. And it says the guy in the middle is still more believable than any of Clemson's quality wins. <laughs> <clears throat> the next one is... Uh, <laughs> says breaking CBS and the SEC have exited contract talks and will officially split after the 2023 season and somebody retweeted it and said a true Christmas miracle. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, I actually forgot to put that in the rundown. But yeah, after 2023, no more Gary Danielson for SEC fans. Yep. And the, the second one was, uh, I have another one that's very similar to that. And it says the greatest Christmas gift I can receive is an Iron Bowl without Gary Danielson and no reruns of the kick six, even if it is four years away. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we got we got uh, CBS for three more years. So happy. After that, it looks like ESPN and ABC will be picking up those games, which, good. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a big fan of CBS airing the games. So. I, I'm just happy to get rid of Gary. That's all. <laughs> I know a lot of other fans are too. So. Uh, the last one is, I wonder how Bo Nix and his son will be celebrating Christmas this year. Oof. <laughs> yeah, we probably should stop uh, furthering that rumor, but it makes for some great tweets. So. It sure does. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's jump right into this UAB-Appalachian State game. I had little hope for UAB in the first place against a 12-1 a and Appalachian. Yeah, but at first, it looked like UAB might pull it off. They got up to 14 nothing in the first quarter. Then they didn't do much after that. Um, Appalachian scored 10 in the second, 21 in the third, and uh, UAB only scored a field goal after that. So 31-17 to 17 was the final score. And uh, a little disappointing, but still a, a pretty good year for UAB. 9-5, and five, you can't complain with that. Yeah, I was really hoping they could go back-to-back 10-win seasons. Yeah. But. 
Still got the undefeated at home. That's that's the one streak that matters, I guess. Undefeated at home. Uh, I still. They played still in the a non-win season, and then they got um, two conference championship appearances yeah, in a row. Yeah, back-to-back conference championship appearances, and um, three straight years of bowl bowl games. How long do you think that Bill Clark is going to stick around? It's a great question. It depends on how much money is his breaking point because I think he's one of those guys who actually wants to stay and build something but there's also a price yeah so I don't know what his price is but it solely depends on that yeah because I think <clears throat> I think he makes around a million a year right now at UAB because um, I remember it I was surprised when they forked out that payment but um, yeah there's a lot of schools that can offer a lot more yeah so. I didn't even think he got paid that much. So I think it's around a million. I could be wrong. If I but. had to guess, it would be like eight hundred grand. Is what I would have said. So. Yeah, I think with all like with everything, it tops over a million. Okay. Um, but like I said, I could be completely wrong on that. Auburn basketball, though, eleven and zero after their win over Lehigh, seventy four to fifty one last night. If they take care of a uh, of Lipscomb like they're supposed to here uh, Sunday, they're going to enter SEC play undefeated. It's pretty impressive, considering they made it to the Final Four last year, and now they're just killing it every week. Their uh, best win was over uh, NC State. It was they looked a little sloppy, but that's the that's their most quality win so far. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think that if they if they keep on keeping on, they're gonna keep going up the rankings pretty high. Yeah, uh, what are they ranked right now? Yeah, right now the, <clears throat> the AP poll has Auburn at twelve. Nine and zero, and yeah, there's nobody. There's no unranked teams ahead of them in that poll at the moment. So yeah, great, great year and start for for Auburn. Hopefully they'll keep it up, and we'll have something to talk about because Alabama's not going to do that for us. (laughs) (laughs) No, they sure won't. Uh, Anyway, we're going to talk a lot more about Auburn basketball uh, next week when Justin's back with us. It's kind of his forte, so. Hopefully they will still be going strong by then. But I want to talk about... Well, actually, let's go ahead and jump into Knight Needs to Know. He sent us a, a few questions. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Knight Needs to Know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, uh, I probably wouldn't be surprised. No, you wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I put ashes <laughs> in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was Sunday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just back. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. So the first question for Knight needs to know without Knight. Could Oklahoma pull the upset on LSU? Unlikely. But yeah. I'm not going to say that it's impossible. No, it's definitely not impossible. I'm going to say also unlikely. Um, I I kind of want LSU to win it all, but I'd also love for Oklahoma to win it all with Jalen. I think if Oklahoma pulls one upset, they're not going to pull both. So Yeah, I feel like that's probably true. So if they well, find a way to beat LSU, they're not beating whoever they, else they play. And we've seen it before with Ohio State in 2014, but uh, that's just so difficult to do, to upset somebody twice in a row like that. Yep. Okay, next question. Who will win the SEC next season? Way too early prediction, but let's go ahead and, and give a shot at it. If everybody comes back, Alabama. 
Yeah, I think if everybody comes back, definitely Alabama. I think even if everybody doesn't come back, there's still a very good chance Alabama. Yeah, I'm still putting my money on Alabama. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, <clears throat> I just don't see LSU bouncing back as easily without Joe. No. And um, I don't know. I'm I'm always always skeptical in Auburn. So I mean, I think they're going to be competitive, but I don't think they're going to just have a great season and immediately come back and have another great one. Those every uh, recruit that they've picked up because they've had a good season is not going to be developed next year, mm-hmm. so they're not going to be playing, so it won't matter. Who do you think's going to win the East? Georgia, Florida. It's, it's Florida's got to win it next year. I mean. I don't think yeah. they, I don't necessarily think they will. I'm just saying for Dan Mullen, they have to win it next year. He's not on the hot seat or anything yeah. at all whatsoever. Well, they think he's amazing right now. They passed Bama, man. <laughs> yeah. In only two years. I'm just saying, if he doesn't win though, that that yeah. narrative changes a little bit. Yeah. Not much, but you'll get the Jim Harbaugh kind of talk here soon. If if not, I don't know why, but I kind of hope they win it. I just enjoy seeing. Uh, Georgia lose now. I feel like most of the nation does. <laughs> Just because they talk so much and have not won anything. Yeah. Well, final question from Knight from Beyond the Grave or wherever he is. What's your favorite Christmas memory? Uh, <laughs> I'll go first while you think. Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, mine's an easy one because I was actually given my first car uh, on Christmas. That was happened in 2012, I believe, 2013. Yeah, I think 2012. I got a, a, a red Hummer H3, and uh, it was pretty sick. You've been so. driving for eight years, and you still can't drive? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't had a wreck in, like, seven months, though, so that's pretty <laughs> nice. stellar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my insurance is out the roof. I mean, it's... Anyway. <laughs> Favorite Christmas memory, Aaron. A gift you received, a gift you gave to someone, a uh, something you ate that was delicious. You know, every every year, just eating at yeah. Christmas, <laughs> it's pretty fun, really. Just like a a, um, a training montage of you eating at Christmas over the years. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> training montage. <laughs> it's the eye of the tiger. You just see my plate get bigger and bigger as the years <laughs> the years go on. Um, yeah, I can't think of a specific gift that I got or gave. It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that I think about it, it's really depressing. I gave um, you that t-shirt last year. You did? That was pretty cool. Yeah. That go. was probably one of my favorite Sucks. t-shirts, yeah. <laughs> I actually love that t-shirt, but uh, anyways. Well, let's move on then, because uh, Aaron's going to start crying in a second, if not. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about National Signing Day just happened here recently and the biggest takeaway for me was not how Alabama or Auburn did how it, embarrassing some schools should, specifically uh, how the Troy Trojans uh, has a better class than the USC Trojans that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, I don't even know what to say keep in mind they're in California so their payers can get played, paid to an extent by like you know outside sources so, oh, man, that is awful. USC's the, 2020 class right now ranks 79th, while Troy's 72nd. Yeah, they were talking about firing that coach, and then for some reason they didn't. As soon as I saw that, I'd be, get his butt out of here. Yeah, Clay Helton. I mean, it, to me, when they kept him, that just said, oh, okay, well, we don't really care about wedding. I mean. And uh, I think that's uh What was it, 78th here. in the nation? 79th, <laughs> yeah. 
They actually oh. they were seventy eighth. They dropped one. That <laughs> so, is awful. Yeah. Southern California, and you're seventy eighth in the na- or seventy ninth in the nation. That's that's embarrassing. So the Troy Trojans are the real Trojans. They are. Who would you take in that game? I'm still taking USC. I don't know. The way it's looking in the future, may not think that in two years or so. Maybe not. <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk about a little bit about. It's a good how- thing they're ranked though over, over people who deserve to be ranked though. Yeah. Awesome. They got five losses, I think. Four losses. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot more losses in the future with this uh, with their uh, roster. Uh, so Auburn did pretty well. Uh, they, uh, I'm just going to mention a few of the guys they picked up, some of the big names. Four-star tight end Jeremy Pigues, Pigs? I'm not sure how you said that, of Oxford, Oxford Mississippi. Uh, he was kind of expected to go to Alabama, and he flipped to Auburn. Um, they also snagged one over Georgia uh, when signing four-star quarterback Eric Reed from Louisiana. That was a really big get. I watched some of his highlights, and he's quite impressive. Romella Height, a four-star buck from Dublin, Georgia. Is a four-star buck? Yes, that means he can. You know, you know the. It's like a linebacker or a defensive end. He can oh, flip. Yeah. I thought you. I thought you misspelled it. Add a typo. Yeah, I thought you meant to say back. <laughs> no, it is buck. Yeah, it just means he can flip back and forth. From Dublin, Georgia, flipped to Auburn after he was after last week. He said he was one thousand percent committed to Miami. Who said that? The <laughs> uh, same guy. Height, yeah. Well, I mean, I really don't blame him. <laughs> Miami right now or Auburn? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's an easy to... choice for me, but just the fact that he said 1,000% committed. Yeah. Pretty funny. Four-star linebacker Desmond Tisdall picked Auburn over Tennessee. Uh, three-star receiver Elijah Canyon from South Florida over University of Florida. They also signed five-star back Tank Bigsby. That was a, a really big get. I'm excited to see what he does. And he's got an awesome name, Tank. I mean, that's, you're, yeah, that's you're, pretty dope. you're born to be a running back with that name. We've got Booby and Tank. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Auburn finished ranked 7th nationally and 5th in the SEC. Kind of crazy you can be ranked 5th in the SEC and 7th nationally. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> they, had a, they had a very good class. Alabama had uh, an even better class. They signed 22 of their 26 commits. Not all four of those flipped. Some of them just haven't signed yet, and they're expected to. The biggest name was Bryce Young, uh, the five-star and third-ranked National League quarterback out of California. He was, uh, he's been committed for a long time, but uh, USC tried to flip him. It did no good, obviously. He probably would have bumped their uh, recruiting class up about eight spots on his own. <laughs> Uh, the biggest r- surprise was Rakim Jarrett, a five-star receiver, expected to sign with LSU, but thought he might could flip to Bama. Actually, flipped to Maryland. Okay. Yeah. So. So you're telling me Maryland got a five-star wide receiver, and Bama and LSU did not. Uh, I th- well, they didn't get this one. But I think they still got um, Alabama. May got some four-star receivers. I don't know if they got a five-star. I don't have it on my list right here. Oof. Uh, four-star running back uh, Jace McClellan from Alito, Texas. He flipped to Alabama after being an Oklahoma recruit for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. So that. pretty crazy, especially now that Oklahoma's in the playoff and Alabama's not. And that uh, Alabama has a ton of uh, running back commits. Yeah, uh, I, I saw quite a few. Five-star defensive end Chris Braswell and four-star linebacker Will Anderson both signed with Alabama. 
Linebacker Demoy Kennedy and defensive tackle Timothy Smith were both tempted by LSU and Florida, but ended up sticking with Bama. And uh, Alabama finished second nationally, only behind Clemson, and obviously first in the SEC. So Clemson outdid Alabama this year, but uh, Alabama's not hurting too much. I think they'll be a okay. Yeah, I think they'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Clemson should be uh, pretty good for years to come. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, Where did Ohio State finish? Do you know? Uh, I can pull it up. Let me hold the mic real quick. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. I believe there was that uh, stat that we saw. Um, oh, what was it? S- all of the SEC class. Okay, let me start over. The uh, SEC recruiting classes in the top 20 was like seven or eight. Yeah. Eight total, I think. And uh, like the Pac-12, Big 12, and ACC had like five total together in the top 20. I thought that was nuts. <laughs> it is. So, uh, Ohio State topped the Big Ten and ranked third nationally. So, okay. right behind Alabama. Uh, they picked up some big recruits as well. I'm not going to go into all of them, but they are they got a five-star uh, offensive tackle, Paris Johnson Jr., um, which he is ranked seventh nationally, but first in the state. So, yeah, they got, they got a, a bunch of pretty good guys, but... Um, not too, not as many five stars as the other two. So, um, yeah, really, that's about it for National Signing Day. I want to talk a little bit about um, how you think Alabama, why you think Alabama finished second this year instead of first, as they have so many times. It's just because Clemson. I, okay, honestly, I think it is. Not as many guys want the the challenge of going to a top-ranked SEC school when it's so much easier to go to a Clemson. You know you're going to be guaranteed, just about guaranteed to play for a championship every year where, yeah, you can do that in the SEC, but you lose one wrong game and you're also out of it. And I frankly just don't think the kids are up to – the challenge if they don't have to be and then they see a bunch of injuries because they're playing so many back-to-back tough schedules where Clemson's not and they don't want that and then they also don't want to sit behind the other top recruiting classes that have been there for years and years already granted uh you know Clemson's had top recruiting recruiting classes but I just think it's a combination of all of it and they're like well you know I could you know just looking at it back and forth I could go win 12 games here or I could go win 12 games here and there I'm guaranteed a spot and here it's still uh maybe yeah no I think that definitely plays a part into it I think Clemson's uh win last year helps and then of course them getting in again when Alabama didn't also helps a lot too but um Yeah, I think that there's definitely an argument, and I think it's one that a lot of people are making that Clemson's the best program in college football right now. Um, I I don't know that I buy that, but it's it's neck and neck. I mean, it's, there's not much of a difference anymore. Yeah. Well, how about we get into a little Christmas theme, Miss Managers? I would love nothing more. Alrighty. <laughs> 
Um, did you grab anything when you walked out the door? I grabbed nothing but two Tortino's pizza out of the refrigerator and my doggie, and we left. I just kept hearing it. I'm ducking and everything. God, in the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Here's an actual customer out here. Uh, what's, uh, what's the best kind of firework to buy? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? And now, it's time for Miss Managers. So the first one I'm going to do, uh, woman gets paid $13 an hour to decorate Christmas trees for people who are too busy. Okay. How long does it take to decorate a Christmas tree, Aaron? Maybe an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe an hour, so, if you're really slow. I was going to say, you know, I wouldn't mind that gig, and then like, yeah, I would, because it cost me more gas and... <laughs> just effort to go to their house than it would be to actually decorate the tree. Well, it doesn't mean that she's doing it in a timely manner, necessarily. So this That's article true. comes from Mirror.com. <clears throat> um, when December rolls around, some people rush to put their Christmas tree up, cracking out the lights and baubles as soon as the clock strikes midnight. And you know that I am someone that likes to put my decorations up November 1st. You sure do. Didn't get around to it this year, though. Thank God. Yeah, I've been, been too busy, so all I got up was the tree, and I only got that up like last week. If you put your Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving, uh, we can fight. Yeah, well, I do it every year. It just didn't happen this year. Um, when I lived in my apartment a couple years ago, I actually put up my Christmas tree and Christmas lights as soon as it turned midnight on December, on November 1st. So mm. it flipped from Halloween, took my costume off, Put up Christmas lights. Well, that's because you're a psychopath. <laughs> Just like Christmas. Yeah, okay. it's a good holiday. All right, I'm going back. Other people don't have as much motivation or spare time to do so. That's where Veronica Gentile and her sister Giovanna Avadi step in. The siblings who live in Melbourne are charging 13 an hour to decorate other people's Christmas trees and made 216 from the side hustle before December 1st even arrived. It started out as a kind of favor for a friend, but when more and more requests to help people with their decorations flooded in, Veronica realized she could make some money from her hobby. There's a picture of the tree here, and it looks nice. I mean, but it's not... I'm not paying somebody to do that. It's fake. <laughs> yeah, well, it is a fake tree, yeah. Uh, there's a selfie of the sisters for some reason. <laughs> Speaking of Mel Online, the 30-year-old said, I started getting a lot of attention from friends. They loved my ornaments, and one of them even asked if I would set up their tree for them. Yada yada yada. She's added that when she goes to someone else's place, she mainly uses all of the decorations the family already has instead of outsourcing, and the whole thing takes about two hours to complete. Awesome. What's thirteen times two? I'm twenty six. You can do it. Yeah, I believe in you. <laughs> so, twenty six dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to cover your gas to get there, really, is it? Especially not in your truck. But no, not in my truck. Yeah, absolutely not. It's interesting. Anyways, a little side hustle there. For the holidays, Aaron, I think you should look into it. Okay. So, uh, you've heard of the Elf on the Shelf uh, thing, right? I, I have. I still don't quite understand it fully, but yeah. Well, I'm going to explain it to you and anyone else that doesn't really understand it. There's a little elf, okay? You got a little yep. toy elf? Uh-huh. Your kids go to sleep? Yeah. You hide it. You put it up somewhere. It gives at least yeah. gifts? Uh-huh. It does. It gets into all kinds of crazy shenanigans. It might knock over a bottle of water. It might climb on top of your Christmas tree. It might... Uh, uh -huh. You know, lasso the dog or something. Yeah. Well, this one uh, got a little out of well, hand. Well, reason I don't really get it is, how is that supposed to um, entertain your children? Wouldn't that not just scare the absolute crap out of them? 
Well, this one because that's I'm what it would do to me. You, what I'm about to tell you would scare me, and I would be furious. Okay. This comes from New York Post. <sighs> Mom shaves head. Mom shaves son head in naughty elf on the shelf prank. <laughs> so the picture here, it's got the elf next to. It's holding, I guess, a razor. Yeah, a razor, and it has literally shaved the word elf into the back of this kid's head. And I don't mean like lightly shaved, or you just shave the rest of it. Like it's down to the skin. <laughs> she like ruined this kid's Christmas. This Christmas custom. It just keeps getting naughtier every year. A prankster mom shaved the word elf in her son's hair, then blamed it on the elf on the shelf, giving the boy's younger sibling a Christmas conniption. The trolley tradition of hiding a pesky elf has become a holiday mainstay in recent years. The elf supposedly spies on children in the days leading up to Christmas. That does sound scary. Yeah, exactly. Then, re- <laughs> then reports back to Santa Claus on the kid's behavior. Each year, parents seem to outdo themselves in the levels they'll go to in punking their kids in the name of elf mischief. Uh, so this is a quote. She runs into my room and asks, where's the elf? But when she found him in Leston's room with the clippers, she has she was flabbergasted. That was a very British <laughs> sentence. Amanda shared the prank on Facebook where the friends and followers questioned her parenting judgment. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I'd actually shaved his hair in his sleep, but I'm not that cruel. What? Wait, she actually thinks it's the elf or something? Uh, did she not actually? And it says it. But a Welsh mom of three, Amanda Jones, has perhaps gone too far with her prank. She enlisted the help of her teenage son, Leston, who was in on the joke. Leston pretended to be asleep as Amanda shaved the word elf into his scalp. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely there. Also, this kid's name is Leston without a capital L. They don't capitalize his name. Why? I don't know. It's not like a typo. It's every time I read it, they don't capitalize yeah, it. I don't know. That's weird. It is weird. Anyways. Uh, it is completely worth it to see Tegan's face light up in the morning, she said. When Tegan had a cold, I put a skeleton on the sofa, and she believed he caught the elf flu and needed lots of chocolate to make him better. Jeez. Oh, my what goodness. What in the world? So, on this one... So, this is a picture of another elf on the shelf prank this mother did, where it basically, like, if somebody passes out on your couch after a party and you draw all over them, this is what happens. So, she, like, drew a six-pack on him. She covered him in makeup, put pigtails in his hair. It's kind of funny, but also really kind of weird also. That's, that's strange. <laughs> this mom is I a... don't like this. <laughs> this makes me feel very uncomfortable. This isn't something that a lot of Elf on the Shelf people do. Most of the time they just give them like Dollar Tree gifts or something, you yeah, know? Yeah, okay. Hmm. This did not go how I figured. <laughs> it just it got would. weirder and weirder. Uh, if you go and look at the um, picture, you'll understand. <laughs> yeah. New York Post is by them. You can go see the photo. It's, it's odd. Very strange. And the last one, Aaron, maybe this will happen to you. Uh, okay. Bank accidentally deposits yeah, $37 please. million into Texas woman's account. Please, if you don't mind. <laughs> so this comes from Fox News. A North Texas woman experienced a brief Christmas miracle earlier this week after a clerical error by her bank accidentally made her a multimillionaire for a day. Ruth Balloon was <laughs> Ruth Balloon was finishing up her shift at Roma Boots in Dallas when she decided to check her account at Legacy Texas Bank, when she which she surprisingly found had an extra thirty seven million in it. I was like, Wow, we have a lot of money, she told KTVT. Wow, that's what a 
statement. <laughs> I was like, wow, we have a lot of money. <laughs> After some deep breaths, Balloon told her husband about what happened. He told her to ask the bank about the deposit, which he knew was probably too good to be true. Probably. Balloon reached out to the bank, who informed her it was due to a clerical error. They apologized to her and took back the life-changing cash. They apologized. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Let me just uh, pull this out. <laughs> I hope I hope someone really gifted us that $37 million, Balloon told the outlet. For a brief moment as a millionaire, Balloon daydreamed about ways she would have spent the money. First, I was going to do 10% tithing, she told KTVT. Then I was going to donate some money, and then I would have invested in real estate. I'll take it just for a week, and I won't spend a dime of it. Just to get, or a month, just to like get the interest for a little while. <laughs> I wonder if that, and what if you to keep the interest? I doubt it. I Maybe. mean, it was just for a day. Yeah, but I'm saying if you did, get, if it wasn't there for like a week. I don't know, that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, Legacy Texas Bank gave a statement to the outlet where they said the error had been addressed and it, uh, quote, would have been caught and corrected during our evening processing. On Tuesday, December 10th, our client made a foreign currency deposit into our Legacy Texas account. Due to the fluctuation in exchange rates, all foreign currency transactions must be manually entered into our system through our back office. When our client's deposit was being keyed in, our representative <laughs> entered her account number into the amount field by mistake. Following the error, Balloon said she wasn't going to try and keep the money, but hoped for a thank you reward for being a good customer and notifying the bank. I was a millionaire. I have a screenshot of it, so I can say that now, said Balloon. It's quite a story. That sucks, though. So, if my math is right, and it's only at a 1.5 interest rate, uh, if you left it in there for a month, it'd be about $46,000. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah. I bet they'd take that away, too, though. Probably. So, yeah, pretty uh, pretty nuts, though. I mean, that's you hear about this often, like, more than you probably should. And, like, you'll hear, luckily this woman didn't spend it, but often you'll hear about people that just go below that money real oh, quick because yeah. they don't know you have to return it. And then... Like, I'm Which calling for it. Stupid. Yeah. Shouldn't have to return it. It's their, it's their error. Should at least uh, get to keep okay. a, a percentage of it. The interest. Yes. The interest, at the very least. I think you should be able to keep the interest. Yeah. Especially if you tell them about it and don't be an idiot and go. Yeah, if you go and it. tell them about it immediately, you should get some kind of reward. At the very least. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you should just keep it though, just because it's their error. It's their it's error. All, it's also somebody about else's it. money. Okay, but think about at a restaurant, they bring you out the wrong food. That's completely different. That has they, you get to keep that, and they, well, that's because health is involved. I'm just saying, Aaron. They this can't happened take to me. Back food. That's that's because of health reasons. Completely different. It's not even the same. <laughs> I just wish this lady would have kept it. Also, like, she said she was going to invest in real estate and stuff. Like, that's so boring. Yeah, everybody says that. Yeah, tell us something cool you're going to do. Well, I'd rather her say that than say I'm going to go buy three cars and blow it on casinos or something. Well, what would you do? Don't give me a boring answer. We know that you do real estate. We know you'd invest. Tell me something ridiculous you would do that only rich people can do. Um... Man, there's so I don't. Uh, there's a lot of stupid stuff I do. I would go and I'd buy the Birmingham Bulls. Something like that. Would and be then I'd buy 100 percent something stupid. I'd I would buy do. the Barons, the Birmingham Barons, and then I would make them play each other in a baseball <laughs> hockey match. <laughs> <What>? Okay, <laughs> all right, everybody, calm down. 
Um, it's baseball on ice, but everybody gets a puck and they okay, can just well, well you with it. I'm gonna go buy the Montgomery biscuits. <laughs> no, and, and the uh, oh, what's the other one? The Huntsville uh, Havocs or yeah, something have like it. that. We're going to have a, a, a cage match. And the hockey teams won't play each other, and the baseball teams won't play each other. They're going to cross. They're going to play each other. It's going to be two separate games going on on one ice. One, one. We'll just have all four teams playing. <laughs> different sports. Yeah, different sports than what they're actually supposed to. <laughs> so stupid. That's why God's not giving us this money. Yeah, that's fair. That's why that money does not show up in our bank account. I'm trying to think what else I'd do. I'd probably buy the the rights to like uh, the movie Cats. What? You know that movie just came out, like it bombed. Nobody watched it. No. I'd buy the rights to it, and then I'd uh, I'd remake it, but I would play every single role. Okay. Um, stupidity has gone farther than I even. <laughs> You know, Michael Jackson tried to do something like that. He tried to buy Spider-Man so he could play Spider-Man. Okay. He didn't get it, obviously, but how funny would that have been? Probably not very. (laughs) Pretty funny. I guess. Yeah. It would have been like, hey, you remember that time? And that had been about it. (laughs) I'd watch it. Okay. Did you watch it? No. Yes, you would. I wouldn't. Just out of curiosity? For like two minutes. I would not watch the whole thing. (laughs) I would. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd get way too bored way too quickly. I have a very short attention span. Well, if you want to donate us $37 million, you can do that at our Patreon. Now go ahead and give them your bank account. <laughs> you can do that at my bank account. <laughs> uh, we are on Patreon, of course. Uh, before we get to that, thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you have a great Merry Christmas or whatever you celebrate, just have a, have a good one, all right? Happy holidays. Yeah. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and hit the bell icon to be alerted when future content is posted if you're on YouTube. If not, just freaking subscribe. That'd be, that'd be good, too. Uh, also, be sure to tell a friend. If you're like, hey, I heard this podcast. They sometimes talk about sports. Um, you should listen to them because I hear you also like sports. Um, yeah, you should do that. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, and so you can go to our website at thegamemanagers.com. I haven't done this in a while. It's usually Justin. I'm, I'm a little rusty. Uh, you can listen to our podcast there. You can read our articles. Uh, and you can see our cute little uh, team photo. Um, <clears throat> you can also find us on social media at TGM Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can email us in at gamemanagerspod at gmail.com. Haven't checked that email in about a month, so I should do that. <laughs> uh, leave a nice review if you like the show. If you don't, you can also leave a nice review, even if you don't like it. You can still be nice about it. It's just a little white lie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Christmas. Be nice. Give. All right? Yeah, so if just leave one that's a little white lie saying you love it, and then immediately after that, then you can just roast us. Yeah. So that it, at least everybody that comes and checks it out, they're a little bit... Um, confused, so they have to check it out for themselves. Yes, exactly. Also, I said this at the beginning of the episode, go buy our t-shirts. We got them at tpublic.com. If you want a hoodie, we got those. If you want a phone case, yeah, we, we got some of those too. I don't, I don't know why you want that, but you, you can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got it all there, so go check it out. tpublic.com slash user slash the Game Managers podcast. The link is in the bio. Just click on it there. 
And I believe that is er everything. Aaron, any final words? Uh, Adios. Adios and Merry Christmas. And I'll say it for Justin, War Eagle anyway. See you guys next week.